Sonic Stories, the show where music, human performance, and life intersect and are shared through personal stories. My name is Benny Collins, and on the show, I invite a guest to choose three songs that have shaped their life in one way or another, and to share the stories behind these songs and the meaning that they hold for them. Outside of this podcast, I work in the field of sport performance psychology, as well as for a financial technology company. Um, quick fun fact and life updates. I and my partner, Jordan, recently moved to Chicago this summer from Austin. And so um, I'm originally from Wisconsin. She's from the North, the North Shore suburbs of Chicago. So it's kind of like coming back home for both of us. Missed being in the Midwest, um, closer to both of our families, close to a lot of, a lot of friends. So it just feels good. It feels good to be outside of the state of Texas and at a place that um, is familiar, is comfortable, and has some good seasons. Really looking forward to fall, which I really had no interest in saying up until I lived in Austin, Texas, and realized that there really is no fall, um, just with how intense and how persistent the heat is there. So yeah, it feels really good. But <clears throat> for any of you that are familiar with Chicago, if you know of any great recommendations for restaurants, venues, museums, uh, aquariums, uh, any sort of academic events. There's a lot of universities I've come to find out in Chicago. So if any of you have any academic connections, I'd love to get in contact with people and network and meet people and go to talks and just different activities. So, so yeah, please, please don't be shy. Um, quick announcement before I get into and introduce this week's guest. <clears throat> As some of you might know, over the last few episodes, I've been in an affiliated partnership with a great company called Mudwater, which you probably have heard of. Um, Mudwater mud is a coffee alternative that has all the pros of coffee and virtually none of the cons. And so it has organic ingredients to improve mental and physical performance, mood swings, physical stamina, immunity, and overall health. And you're probably thinking, okay, what's the catch? What do they actually put in this stuff? It's, it's marketed everywhere. I can't escape it. It's kind of obnoxious. I get it, but hear me out. So it has a a few uh, ingredients that are pretty straightforward, things like masala chai, cacao, um, the mushrooms they use, it's actually a blend of four medicinal mushrooms called uh, lion's mane, cordyceps, chaga, and reishi, and then some other simple spices that you probably have in your kitchen right now, like cinnamon, turmeric, and Himalayan sea salt. And although it is a coffee alternative, I still do drink coffee. I love coffee, so I have not fully given that up, but I've started to drink less coffee and more of this. And this has been a really nice way to balance my energy so I don't have any crashes later on in the day when I'm still trying to get work done and just just keep moving about my day and and just knock things off the list. And so I'll start off the day with a couple of a cup of mud water, finish it off with a little bit of coffee. And then if I need more energy later, I'll just have a little more mud water. And that's that. And so it's been a really nice change to my routine in the morning as well as in the afternoons. But um outside of a really great drink, it's from what, I, from what I've understood, a very good company as well. And so they donate to MAPS, which is the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies to support psychedelic-assisted psychotherapy for those suffering from depression, PTSD, addiction, and suicidal ideation. And after doing some research on the company, learning more about them, and on top of enjoying the product, it was kind of a no-brainer to reach out to them to team up. And so if you'd like to give Mudwater a try, there's a link in the show notes to this episode that'll take you directly to their website where you can place an order. And now onto this week's guest. I was joined by Mr. Nick Diagostino. Nick is a filmmaker and educator living in Austin, Texas. Whether it's on a film set or in the classroom, Nick enjoys building community through shared experiences. He enjoys being outdoors and watching movies, but not usually at the same time. And see, this is, this is the one thing where I think I have to disagree with with Nick on, 
What about a movie, a move-in theater, or not a move-in, a drive-in theater, Nick? What about a drive-in? I love drive-in theaters. I used to go to them as a kid. We'd pile in the minivan. We'd buy cheap snacks at the snack bar. My mom would lie about how many people are in the car so she could save a few bucks. It was it was the greatest scam ever. Stay up late, watch a double feature, fireflies outside, very picturesque, very sweet. Um, that's my only qualm. But um, more about Nick. Nick is is a really awesome and wonderful person. I got to meet him taking improv classes in Austin, Texas a little over a year ago. Um, he has some prior improv experience, and so he came in a little more seasoned than the rest of us. Um, but as someone who likes to goof off and do bits, um, it was really easy to click with him and connect. And so I had so much fun getting to know him, other people in our group. But he and I kind of kicked it off from the start, and we're just really able to tag team on silly games and bits with an improv, which made it really, really fun. And so I've appreciated that about him and just getting to know him and, and just sharing some time together before moving out of Austin and up here to the Midwest. And so I'll leave it at that. No more preamble. Without further ado, here's Nick. Nick, how are you? I'm good, Benny. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing very well on this on this here Sunday. What have you been up to this weekend? Oh gosh, uh, I worked yesterday. I moved some furniture for some money. I think it's like 106 degrees right now in Austin, so I might go for a swim later. Is there an end in sight to the heat wave? Do you think? Like, what's the outlook? I'm not getting my hopes up. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe October, but I don't know. That sounds like the NBA playoffs. Just not really gonna get my hopes up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Do you and your partner, do you guys have a pool at your place or do you go to like Barton Springs or what's the move? Yeah. So because it's been so crazy hot, the city of Austin made all the public pools free uh, for the rest of the summer. Nice. So maybe go down to Deep Eddy, nice little spot on the water and bring a book that I won't read, you know, but bring it and fall asleep. So <laughs> that should be good. Yeah. Look look at it. Think about reading it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Nice. Well, good. I've been looking forward to this conversation. I know you and I met like roughly a year ago, mm -hmm. but it might've been like September. We started taking improv one classes together at the fallout theater in Austin. Um, and then I just, yeah, mentioned I do a podcast and and here we are. Here we are excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good hang. It's, and that's all it is. It's just a quick little hang. So um, I got your songs. I listened to all the songs. Um, do you want to start talking about these three in the order that you sent them or do you have a particular one in mind that you want to jump into first i think the order i sent them in is like from uh first in my life to most recent so i we can go with that order i think perfect that seems that seems to be the default with all the guests and right. i personally love it because it's it's chronological well without further ado we're going to talk about fast car tracy chapman so tell me when was this song released benny i don't have any idea when it was released <laughs> <laughs> I, I can I, look it up right now i could say like late 90s or i could say mid 90s i could say early 2000s i honestly don't know either it was it's funny that this song matters so much to me because i was not alive when it 1988 it was oh, released. yeah so we're yeah i'm just as wrong as as you i guess so why this so this a song before you're born like how did this enter your orbit sure so i guess when i listen to a, or hear a lot of people talk about like music or how they fell in love with music it's always like an older sibling you know, or like, oh, they let me borrow their records or da da da. Uh, and I, I'm an only child, so I didn't have like anybody cool to show me what good music was. Um, 
I guess my cousin liked like the red hot chili peppers, but that was sort of a softball. Um, so I just had to like go on my parents' CD collection, which was all like Laurel Canyon, like folk rock, uh, which I really love. It's great, but um, you know, it does, it's not for all occasions. Yeah. Um, and I just remember very vividly, like being in the car with my mom, who was somebody who uh, has to sing along to a song, even if she does not know the words. Um, and just like fast car coming on and her just like really getting into her feelings about it. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm like 10 years old. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like to this day, I'm somebody who uh, does not remember lyrics. Like the songs that I gave for you, I was like, damn, I've listened to these songs hundreds of times. I cannot remember what the words are. <laughs> um, but I remember my mom like explaining to me fast car, like it's this woman and her dad is down on his luck and you know, her mom leaves and all they have is this car and they go driving and they think about what could be possible. I'm like, damn, that's so real. <laughs> like, I think uh, Tracy Chapman and I have probably nothing in common, <laughs> but she, her songwriting and her music is so beautiful that I just like for the three minutes or whatever runtime of this song, I'm like, I know you, Tracy, I understand. <laughs> so You're one. Exactly, exactly. I just love it. And uh, to this day, like when I put it on, it's like definitely the song that like uh, touches my heart most, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned your mom is like a pretty integral part to to that. Um, after she kind of introduced the song to you and broke it down and explained it, did you guys seem to have any like further alignment with music? Like, did she continue to introduce other things to you? Yeah, I would say there's like... Um a couple other like female musicians and like incredible female vocalists who she also did not know the words to, but would sing to like uh, Tracy Chapman, uh, Nora Jones, Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, like just these incredible artists who I definitely like no other teenage boys were talking to me about them. You know, like I for wouldn't sure. have probably listened to them <laughs> as a young man um, if not for my mom. Um, and I think too, like it made it easier to be vulnerable maybe a little bit as a little kid like not just listening to whatever I thought I was supposed to listen to, but just like secretly my favorite song is Fast Car by Tracy Chapman <laughs> as a 12 year old boy. Like, yeah, I'm in my feelings with this one. Right, right. Yeah. As you walk back from baseball practice or whatever and that's right. over. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I totally get that. I totally get that. And it's cool that there are different kinds of music that can kind of like open you up. And, and it sounds like this may be one that like kind of surprised you that like, oh yeah, like, I'm really, I'm really digging this. Like, I'm not, maybe this isn't like Lil John, the Eastside boys or like outcasts <laughs> in like, you know, those two fellas, but like, this is still something. Yeah. I mean, that Lil John song, what was that? Like, uh, that was in the need for speed underground too. It was like, Oh, yeah. oh, that's like a really, that's like a trigger for me in a really good way. I used to play that game so much. Oh, oh my gosh. Was it, uh, it wasn't it wasn't get low was it or was it just get low i think it was sweat drops down to my balls yep the sweat yeah. balls that's the one <laughs> yeah, that's sweaty one. balls yeah that's what i remember most about that song <laughs> um, i think everybody does but yeah i think like uh fast car so dope and i think just like any any art where like the artist is just like clearly being so vulnerable and transparent i don't know maybe that's not actually what tracy chapman's life was like but it feels that way to me and it feels so earnest and vulnerable like it's just hard not to um like respect that yeah yeah no i mean it's like there's i think when it comes to being vulnerable it can be kind of like scoffed at when people 
are vulnerable they're like wearing their heart on their sleeve but like at the end of the day like it's just raw human emotion and someone explaining their experience and if we're not on this earth to like join and connect and be with people and like have intimate moments like not even like sexually intimate but like emotionally vulnerable intimate moments then what are we doing so i'm totally with you it's like I'm not a religious person, but like when I hear music that is kind of like that, that has that deep meaning, it is like church for me. Whoa. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good point. But even, you know, outside of the song for just a second, in terms of just music in general, mm-hmm. did you grow up playing any instruments? No. <laughs> I um I think I always wished I was musically inclined, but like never had the work ethic or interest to like keep playing like I played piano as a kid a little bit uh I played trumpet for a little while but it was always like my parents being like you you should try to be well-rounded and see if you like music and like I I never really like loved it for myself yeah uh, and then like later in life too I like bought a keyboard that I had for a while that collected a lot of dust um, yeah so I love uh yeah I love listening to music I love hanging out with musicians because they're just like the raddest bunch of people in the world but um yeah no cannot cannot partake yeah that's fine that's what's cool about music it's like you can get a lot of out of it just by consuming it you don't have to make it absolutely maybe i shouldn't admit this but i used to in college maybe not in my best state like sometimes freestyle rap Mm, over some instrumentals oh um and i'm grateful i don't think there's any record of that anywhere well that's the saddest part of this episode (laughs) so far is that there's no records of this yeah, I wish that could have made it to the improv stage. That's no, no, I think the world is better for it. <laughs> like, uh, I, I teach, and uh, if one of my students were able to discover something like that, all credibility would be gone. That's fair. Like, the the white guy teacher rapping, like, sock and lock. Like, no. Right. And, <laughs> and that so- took me a while to get those two. So <laughs> it only shows you how long it would take. Yeah, and then you slip the word drop in there. Yeah. Just, right. just cause, but with your mom introducing this song, a song where Tracy's speaking from a very vulnerable place, did this ever, or has it, how do I phrase this question? Did it make you want to be more vulnerable? I don't know, probably subliminally, right? Like when I was that young, I probably wasn't thinking about, <laughs> thinking about my feelings in that way. Yeah. But I think when you're a kid, probably, and you, like something or you think something's cool where someone is being vulnerable like inherently you're gonna think that it's okay to do the same right so yeah probably yeah, yeah. sure let's yeah. go with it we'll I say like yes yeah. yeah you're a vulnerable man thank yeah, you yeah sure <laughs> i have feelings <laughs> uh so when you were picking the three songs for this conversation and this song came up did you have any sort of like big flashbacks or like where did it take you? Oh, I think of being in the car with my mom, with the windows down, driving, listening to Fast Car. And, you know, like, uh, you know, when you're watching a movie uh, and they say the title of the movie in the movie and you're like, oh, that's it. Yes, yes, so yes. That's how it feels driving in the car with your mom, listening to Fast Car. Like, this is what she's talking about in the song. This is it. It's happening. It's We're, we're doing, doing it. it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, That's 100%. Funny. She had like an old 98 Honda Accord uh, and the mm-hmm. air conditioning didn't work. Uh, mm-hmm. So she would like pick me up from uh, after school and we would like drive home. Yeah. Yeah. 
windows down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you say old 98 Honda Accord at that time, that's a, that's a, that's a solid little sedan. Let's not, let's not scoff. It was an automatic. I mean, at the time, Whoa. Hey, I think, I don't know. Don't, we might have to edit that out. Yeah. (laughs) Honda might come for me on that. I was going to say, that's really crucial for us to know the truth on that. So (laughs) I'll talk to my, my editor on that. that Talk to the legal team. Yeah. My my legal team, which is very (laughs) robust. Right. Yeah. Oh, so outside of your mom, do you, uh, is there any sort of connection with your dad into music or, or in this song? Not to Tracy Chapman per se. Uh, but yeah, I feel like my dad got me into a lot of the music that dads get you into. Okay. If you're a kid from new, a white kid from new England, like Bruce Springsteen, James yeah. Taylor. I think my parents were really into Jethro Tull, which is a band that is, uh, famous for having a lead flautist. Ooh. Okay. Um, like a rock band with a flute player. Um, yeah, I feel like they gave me like Dylan records and like, you know, like the baseline primary texts of like American folk and rock. But I will say like with my parents, they have like two songs that are like their songs. Mm. Uh, and they're like, um, they're amazing. They're not always like the most emotive and like music was not like a big part of uh, our family growing up. Like I know some people like, it's such a huge part of their youth and their yeah. family, but, but yeah, there's a, there's like two songs. It's like a Chet Baker song. I can't remember the name of, and then crazy love by Poco. And like, to this day, that's like my parents both like, no, both still know the words. And if it comes on to like sing it together, it's like pretty cute. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Do you and, and your partner have a song that you share where you're like in sync with no pun intended? No, because she is yet to understand the beauty of my voice or oh. the beauty of my dance moves. Oh. Um, so, and, you know, maybe someday she'll, <laughs> she'll learn that singing off key can actually be a good thing. <laughs> but, but until then, it's, uh, I think it's hard to build a romantic connection uh, when uh, one of the people in the partnership, namely me, is tone deaf. That can be hard. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's what we call a mitigating factor. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That is something to build upon and you will get there. Well, actually, I should back up. She will get there. Yeah. Because it seems like the acceptance falls on her. That's right. Yeah. That's correct. So, Fast Car. How, I mean, obviously, this is a song that you listen to in the backseat of your mom's 98 Honda Accord, likely an automatic, from what we from what we assume. We'll have to check, yeah. we'll have to check the VIN number and the production production numbers in the New England area in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, once again, my legal team, another piece of homework for, for you as I sit and look at my cat, who is my legal team. Um, but when you hear Fast Car now, um, you said it always takes you back. But how often are you listening to the song? Is it something that you like seek out because you're like, oh, I need I need to hit a Tracy quick today because this day is feeling weird. Or is it a thing where it's very random and then it's just like, oh, damn, here we are back in that Honda Accord again. I feel like uh, I'll binge it like i try not to listen to it all the time you know sometimes you like love a song and you're like i don't want to listen to this all the time because like then it's not as special right um but every once like every once in a while maybe every couple months i'll listen to it a lot Mm -hmm. um and like explain to people around me what it's about in a very (laughs) annoying way just because i'm like so excited to share it yeah um but yeah that's i think i kind of do that with a lot of music like when you're feeling nostalgic about a time or uh, maybe you just like stumble upon it again. You just like 
hit it really hard for a while and then give it a break so that it's yeah. fresh when you come back to it. Exactly. There's there's like a recharge period to it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it so you said you listen to it a bunch and take a few months off? Is it seasonal? Like do you do you feel like during certain types of year that it comes out more? Almost like how like Harry Potter is like arguably a great Christmas franchise, which is also kind of like seasonal. That's a really good question. I have to check my diary and see and look okay. back. <laughs> when was I listening to Tracy Chapman? Because it might have made its way in there. Yeah. I don't know. Uh probably just when I'm homesick, honestly, like more mm. than seasonally, but just yeah. like when I'm missing my family. Is that also cyclical? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's I think uh, no I think I miss them uh, randomly <laughs> unprovoked <laughs> unprovoked uh, missing yes yeah yeah an unprovoked yearning that's right I love to yeah. yearn yeah maybe I mean any sort of future projects whether it's on the screen or off, off stage or on screen it could be called unprovoked yearning yeah that's a great name for like a one act play that you could write I would I would love to be in it if you're okay. willing to cast me. Okay. Well, I'll make a note. Unprovoked yearning. I'll see what I can do with that. I feel like I feel like it might have wheels somewhere. Definitely. And I'm willing to send in tape too. I'll audition. Whatever you need. Well, I mean, I, that's the expectation. I mean, there's no such thing as a free lunch, as they say. Yeah. Everything's earned. Nothing's given. That's right. Which is the American way. All right. Well, I think this fast car is running out of gas. Let's jump to. Okay. The... Did you have that one ready? I swear to you, I did not. I, I I looked at my my notes and I just saw fast car and I'm like, like, how do I do a nice transition to wind out this first third about this this song and transition to the next? So, I did not. I swear to you, that was pretty good. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Chance the Rapper. So Please. you sent this to me. You chose Acid Rap, which is kind of like his big mixtape that dropped in 2013 that kind of put him out there that said hey I'm also a great rapper from Chicago like Kanye like Common like Twista like Vic Mensa like No Name all these different people um but where did you discover this because like I said it's a mixtape this he was literally handing this out in the streets was this like a SoundCloud find for you or, or like where did this show up for you I was certainly never the person in my friend group to discover a musical artist. So this, like, once I got to college, I've made some friends who like actually had good music taste. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was sophomore year of college or maybe the summer after that, where people were just like, you got to listen to this mixtape. And I know I'm cheating because I picked the whole mixtape. Uh, I just couldn't Man. pick one song, but um, yeah, I think a buddy of mine like sent it over when we were downloading music illegally and putting it on like our iTunes as we um, did, as, we, as did. we did. And then I remember doing like a, I did like a road trip that summer to Montreal uh, from Boston with some college buddies and just like listening to it the entire way up and the entire way back. And like, yeah, just like favorite song, Cocoa Butter Kisses. And then like mm. that whole year, just listening to that mixtape so much uh, to the point of, well, no, I never got exhausting. I loved it. And then he, Chance ended up coming to our school like a year and a half later to put on a show. He like came and played at Colby, uh, which was sick. How old were you at that time then? So 2013 when this came out? Yeah, that's so plus carry the one. Uh, I was probably 19. 19. 19 when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great time to like be digging into an amazing album that you connect with your best buddies on. Yeah. And especially when you're like, um, 
you know, probably a more reckless point in my life, probably having fun going out, like being silly, uh, not a lot of cares in the world. And like, right. it's, uh, it's a good mixtape for that too. Cause there's definitely some bangers on there. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, he's got such a nice spectrum of like sounds and vibes. And, um, you know, I mentioned before we hit the record button and the screen froze that I, uh, I saw him last night and I, for, I just always forget how gospel he is. Yeah, and, and it's not in a way that's like overpowering. It's just such like a, a warm embrace of like his personality and his personality is a warm embrace in itself. And so it's just like really sweet. But yeah. then like you said, like he can also tear the roof off a place and leave bodies in his wake. For sure. And I feel like that mixtape too was sort of felt like before he really hit his like religious peak. Yeah. Um. So it was a good trajectory. I feel like to listen to Acid Rap when I was like, uh, 19 because i was not very religious and i just like wanted to listen to a song about like uh you know partying right uh, and then i remember when it was coloring book right was the name of the next one and that yeah. came out and that was also like perfect timing for me in my life i was like a few years older and like going through it and i was like oh this like gospel rap album is perfect i needed mm -hmm. this right now yeah so chances always always comes in clutch yeah yeah. And so with Acid Rap, thinking about that road trip up, up to Montreal, when you hear any song from Acid Rap now, similar to how Fast Car puts you in the back seat of the, the Accord, does Acid Rap put you in the driver's seat, passenger seat, back seat with your buddies up to Montreal? Gosh, yeah. I feel like it puts me in a bunch of places. Uh, I definitely like um, envision like being in the back seat of a car, like on a very green highway in Montreal. I also have an image of uh that summer like being at college and having two friends shirtless wrestling in a dorm room while the mixtape plays in the background being at like a, a pre-game party and uh, listening to that it just was a great mixtape that made me feel cool in situations where looking back i definitively was not cool so i, <laughs> I want to thank chance for giving me the opportunity to feel cool in so many ways i would i would venture to say knowing his sweetness that he has and is he would say, no, Nick, don't worry about it. You are cool. That's very nice of you to say that with Chance's voice. I'm going to take that. What if I just be Chance for the rest of this conversation? Do you think you could do that? I think that would be pretty hard. It would be very hard. Yeah. And then I would feel uncomfortable because then I would be like, oh, do I tell him how much I like his stuff or what I want to just, you know, so yeah, I, I think it's better if you just be you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oof, that could have been a legal nightmare for my, my robust legal team. It's currently sunbathing. <laughs> um on the floor um but when you so you listen to anything from acid rap do you i mean obviously you think of the other 19 year old shirtless in wrestling um <laughs> do you are you still in touch with like many people that were in that moment with you with acid rap oh, that's interesting i'm actually pretty close with a lot of those guys but like i had a core group of like college buds and i kind of had a falling out with one of them mm-hmm so then, yeah, I think there was a while there where like acid rap felt like this reminder of like how tight of a crew I used to be in and how it's not quite that way anymore. Yeah. But then I think as as you get older, you realize like, oh, you still can cherish those memories for what they were. And, you know, I think the music now just like reminds me of this like time in my life where I was probably a little um, vapid, <laughs> but but having a lot of fun and like making some like lifelong friends. Yeah. So pretty grateful for that, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And like speaking to that specific idea with the song Same Drugs, where he says, we don't do the same drugs no more. 
Dude, that's I gotta call you out. That's coloring book. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Whoa, it whoa, is, whoa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He whoa, played it last whoa. night. He played it last night. So I was just like, oh, yeah. Um, I think, but I think it's it's still real. It really relates to what you're saying on how like even if you have a falling out with a friend for whatever reason, there's still like that core memory that's locked in place in the past with this song with sure. that person or persons that mean something. Yeah. When that sound came out, I was going through a breakup and I listened to it a lot mm. because I was like, he knows, he gets me. <laughs> Just <laughs> yes. like how Tracy does. Exactly. Chance, Tracy and Nick D'Agostino, famous mm. trio. Yeah. Wow. The, tr the holy triumvirate. Forget Rush. That's the true holy triumvirate. <laughs> That's right. I'm really curious as to what the next song is going to be like with that artist. Like if you also, cause I, I'm like really sensing there's this vibe where like Nick is like a one-on-one -on -one type of guy. That's funny. Cause I'm really bad at maintaining eye contact. I'm really bad at like one-on-one -on -one conversation. <laughs> really struggle with that. I know to my core, because I've been around you and hung out with you, that that's not true. That's very nice of you to say. So get that effing negative self-talk out of here. Thanks. Yeah. This is such a healing moment for me. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, and I'm sure my tone really helps to make you feel healed. I feel relaxed. Thank you for <laughs> bossing me around. <laughs> Wouldn't really cut it as a therapist, but that's okay. I don't think that's true. Now you're doing the negative self-talk. Oh, gosh. We're Golly. Jeez. The accountability that's happening within this conversation right now is stifling. Powerful. It is. So what else from acid rap? What else does that make you think of? I mean, anytime I need to like get up, a chain smoker. God, are you kidding me? Dude, that <laughs> song is like, this is my last shit that, you know, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I still love acid rap. I feel like, um, like Tracy, like whenever I come back to it, it's like an old friend. Yeah. Uh, and it's really hard for me to not listen to the whole mixtape straight through. Like I'm mm -hmm. somebody who, um, like I said, I'm not like a huge music expert, but like when I like fall in love with a mixtape or an album, like it's the whole thing. Like I'm not, I'm not really like a pick and choose guy. I don't have a lot of like playlists. I yeah. just will like get into an album. And yeah. yeah, I love acid rap. I really think there's no skips. Uh, I might, there might be some pushback, maybe juice, but I, I think no skips for me. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to go back through um, because I think now he has on Spotify, there's like just the album itself that came out when it came out, but then now there's a 10th anniversary Okay. um more it says like complete album or something like that so there's probably a few extra tracks on there that were later editions or something not for me no way no change mm. <laughs> perfect as it is perfect as it is in its origin yeah that's good nice yeah. and i and i feel the same way like there's something to be said about a really great album or, or mixtape where you start on the very first song and you, you move through it and like even if the songs carry a very different vibe and energy and feeling to it or just a different story it's like, it's a part of the book. It's a chapter that's a part of the book and the whole book itself is a damn good book. 100%. Yeah, and for me, that whole mixtape is like a, okay, I got to pull over. Like, like you know, like, I'm like, I'm like in the car, I get maybe like halfway through it. um, And then I'm like, okay, I just got to stop. I just got to listen to this shit and like wow. aggressively rap the lyrics in my car on the side of the road. Like, yeah. It's very nostalgic for me. I think it's still really good. It's like one of my favorite rap albums or mixtapes of all time. So nice. Big. Do you do you know which specific song makes you throw the hazards on and pull over? I'm looking at the track list right now. Oh, I'm getting so excited. Uh, Smoke again. 
Okay. Man, it's crazy too. There's like so many big names on this mixtape. Like now, there like is. Donald Glover's on there. No Name is on there. Uh, I think Vic Mensa's on it. Just like so Cocoa much Butter. good Chicago rap. Yeah, he's on Cocoa Butter Kisses and so yeah. is Twista. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and all those guys came out last night at the show. That's sick. It was crazy. It was just like, what is it? It's like, who else? Are they? I, I thought they're going to bring up Oprah, honestly. <laughs> she's busy. Oprah swamped. <laughs> Yeah, she is. She does not have time for cocoa butter kisses. Where does chance fit in your life now? I know you said it's still something you used to get hyped up. But yeah. As we know, he does have that other swing to the pendulum where it's a little totally. gentler and softer, and he he makes you, yeah, your, makes your aorta hurt in your heart. Do you yeah. ever like seek it out for those types of moments? Yeah, I think there's like, and there's some of that on acid rap too, like. I think in the uh, the last track, right, like everything's good. He has like the recording of him talking to, is it his dad or his or his manager? This is how well I know this mixtape. See, this is embarrassing now, but no, no, it's it's that's a fair question. I feel like it's his dad or it's his grandpa. Yeah, I but so I too. don't know for sure. I cannot say for sure. I'm embarrassed, but yeah. Regardless, I think he and a lot of his music like demonstrates like how grateful he is to the people around him and to his success. Yeah. And I feel like that's always like really sweet to hear that and to see that. So like that definitely hits home in a different way for me. And it's funny too, because I feel like I think him and I are like sort of similar ages. So like when that album, when that mixtape mixtape came out, like I feel like we we're maybe like more similar. And like, like you said, like his music's gotten like a lot more religious. Mm. And like, I have not gotten more religious like Chance. So it almost feels like, oh, I knew this dude when I was 19. Uh, and he made this kind of music. And now that we're both like this old, like our interests have kind of diverged, but I still fuck with his music. Like, even though it feels like we don't have anything in common, I like, it still feels like that's my dude. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a really good feeling. It's a really good feeling. Cause it's like, like you said, it's like connecting with an old friend. And if you think about the times when you've enjoyed a song off acid rap or the entirety of acid rap, it's like, restorative in a way where it like gives you like a new energy back and it's just like oh i feel like i i needed that now i can carry on with whatever i have to do like i have to go to work or get errands done or whatever for sure i mean you can turn up in more than one way you know you can turn up at your job you could turn up at the grocery store i mean that you know there's always a time to turn up there is let's say we're at the grocery store and let's say we're listening to cocoa butter kisses sure what aisle do you want to go down as you're potentially rapping and potentially singing in the store. You think of produce, keeping it fresh? Are you thinking canned goods? Thinking about longevity of the product? And I'm thinking about having fun. I'm going in the chip aisle. Oh, crunchy chips. Okay, what what chips are we having? Uh, I used to be a sweets guy, but you know, recently I cannot stop eating those sour cream and cheddar ruffles. Oh, the texture. Shout out, shout out ruffles. I don't know if you have brand sponsorship yet, but... Um... <laughs> Uh, they make your breath smell terrible, um, and they are uh, terrible for you. But my God, I just love them so much. They're so good. Yeah, I'm hopeful that my next like big craving will be like celery sticks. But for now, it's ruffles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which flavor did you say? You said the sour cream and sour cream and cheddar. Sour cream and cheddar. That's one that also pairs well with some dips because there are some chips mm -hmm. that don't pair well with dips, and I feel like that one can play well. For sure. For sure. And then the thing, you know, you get that little dust on your fingers. Little dust. 
little okay. dust. All that dust all over your fingers from the chips. Right. Man, right. eating chips with chopsticks has changed the way I live my life. Chips with chopsticks? You put them in a bowl. You eat them with chopsticks one at a time. Your fingers stay clean. Wow. It's really, it's big. It's big. Hey, okay. I've never, I've never heard of that or seen that at all. Oh, it's out there. Let me tell you. There okay. are dozens of us. I'm intrigued. What else are you eating with chopsticks? Rice, sushi. That that's probably the only surprising thing. Otherwise, I'm pretty run of the mill with chopsticks. <laughs> okay, okay, got it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm god awful at, at chopsticks to the point that I I look I look like a young child who's holding them for the first time. So it's it's a challenge. I don't have the dexterity. I, just, I think we should stop with the chopstick elitism in this country, like. You don't have to be perfect at using chopsticks to use chopsticks in public. Everyone needs to take time to learn. What first time I tried to walk, I fell down. Mm. So what? I tried again. Judgment-free chopstick zone, the entire United States of America. Absolutely. Psychological safety around the chopstick use. Everything that's going on in the world today, we can't just do our best with chopsticks. My God. Like at the very least, can we have that? Can we just have that? Yes, that's my platform, 2024. Love it. Can okay. we have that? That will take you so far on the campaign trail. Yeah, can we have that? Yeah. Can we instead of Yes We Can by Barack Obama, it's Can We Have That by Nick Diagostino? Yeah. That could be big. I could be Buddha Judge at least with that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a chance. There's a pretty good chance. <laughs> Do you have a good pun to get us to the next song? You are inside of my soul, like you are with Tracy, as I try to figure out this one. As we move from in the car of Tracy Chapman that ran out of gas, and then we started rapping in the car with Chance the Rapper, let's, you know, let's head home back to the neighborhood. Okay. As we, how was that? Was that all right? That was pretty good. Okay. That's okay. I mean, not as good as the first one, but I'll give yeah, it to you. I, I agree. I agree. It was serviceable at best. Let's talk about Neighborhood Bully by Mr. Bob Dylan. Dude, Minnesota Neighborhood Maine. Bully. He's yeah. just one man. His enemies say he's on their land. Uh, <laughs> this is another one where I'm kind of cheating because really that whole album, Infidels, is like maybe the album I've listened to most in my life. Um, Just 80s Dylan. Let mm. me tell you, let me get on my. Uh, my soapbox here. Bring it out. Bring it out, Boston. 80s Dylan out. is the best Dylan, okay? <laughs> Shout out to uh, Tyler Jordan, who told me that originally. 80s Dylan is the best Dylan. I know he's got the old stuff where he's got the guitar, with blah, 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 with his feelings. No. Infidels. Trust me. He's He just is barely making any sense using figurative language that I can't really wrap my head around. But, man, it sounds good. <laughs> it's so fun. Neighborhood Bully, yeah. You'll have to excuse the ignorance. I've spent very little time with Bob Dylan and his music, even even less time with, with his music. <laughs> sure. Um, so could you could you give me like a quick synopsis as to like what he brought to the music sphere, if if you have that information? And also, I mean, I'll just I'm gonna I'm gonna assume was this an introduction from your dad, as he was the introductor? Is that a word? Introductor sure. of of uh, introductor conductor of of it's just like some classic rock which dads are often they often like to impart that on their kids absolutely he was not the conductor of this i feel like Mm. dad dad dylan is like knocking on heaven's door or um uh, like a rolling stone that stuff Mm. um 
I don't have a lot of contextual information about Bob Dylan, but if you want to make some up right now, I'd be more than happy to do that. Let's do that together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Dylan was a heck of a guy and he he started making music in the 50s and 60s and, and he played folk music. Right. And he didn't use an electric guitar. He was acoustic and harmonica. He, yeah, that's right. And people loved it. And they said what he was doing was totally new. Hmm. Uh, if you ask me why, I couldn't tell you. But then he decided to use an electric guitar. And then everything changed in the whole country. Um, I couldn't tell you why either, because other people were using electric guitars before. Yeah. Um, but then he kept making uh, music that seemed to get weirder and weirder. Um, that's what I got. Okay. That works. And I think yeah. that's, that's pretty much all true. So I think... I did a quick little search before this conversation to be like, you know what, like I need to expand my knowledge on, on what some people consider to be like one of the greatest songwriters and uh, uh, rock artists of the last, you know, 60 years ish. Yeah. Um, he grew up in Hibbing, Minnesota. Love and it. so when you had said, and then he actually went to the university of Minnesota twin cities. Um, but I, when you, would you mention on how, playing acoustic guitar harmonica is something that was like kind of new to the scene i think it was new to the scene in rural minnesota okay because if you think about like the 50s and 60s like you got um you know you got old r&b rhythm and blues guitarists that are playing in the south a lot of black folks like yeah they kind of like were the genesis for a lot of rock and roll like elvis was um butting up with um i can't even remember her name have to do a search but it was it was um an old black woman who was an incredible guitarist and he was like hey what are you doing like how are you do i want to know and understand how you're doing and what you're doing so i can do that and then boom we have the office that we know yeah. so um but yeah i totally think that bob dylan was the guy that like introduced a certain kind of sound and also his own sound into rural northern minnesota which is known for trees and woods and some good rafting and some great hunting as well i i hope there's no like big bob dylan fans listening because i don't know they're probably upset with us but i i feel like people talk whenever people like laud anybody as a genius i'm always skeptical yeah uh, and sometimes i listen to his lyrics i'm like what the hell is he talking about but i just think it's great that he like made millions of dollars in a big career off of like a pretty mediocre voice and some like pretty abstract music um, right so I, I i like it i like it and i love uh neighborhood bully for sure yeah so so why this song specifically because you said infidels <laughs> as an album is great in 80s dylan is the best dylan but like what is it did you i'm, I'm gonna ask you to be vulnerable here did you have a neighborhood bully oh i think i am i think we're all the neighborhood bully we all can be the neighborhood bully okay Please, please expand. Well, I'll try. Um, <laughs> so, um, at first, my buddy Logan turned me on to this record. He had it uh, and we played it at our house when we lived together. Uh, and this song is just like feels like the most like aggro of the songs on this record. Um, and I always really had fun. So I'd go out to like West Texas a lot, out to like Big Bend State Park in Terlingua. Yeah, uh, and I like with some other guys have like a little bit of land out there. Um, and I would just like always play neighborhood bully, like out on this like plot of dirt in the middle of the desert, like with nobody around me, just like, yeah, I'm in charge out here. This is my <laughs> land, you know, like just feeling like a fool. Um, 
but that's I, when I whenever I go out there, I play that song, and like whenever I'm trying to get <clears throat> amped up, I always like put on Neighborhood Bully. Um, mm. it, it's just like it just lets me get silly. Yeah, uh, and it feels like carefree. And that album, yeah, probably in my like late twenties, whatever that means, it's probably the album I've listened to the most and gotten the most from. Okay, so so yeah, it's kind of current, like for for late twenties. Oh, very like, current. It's like it's interesting. That's really cool. It's fun to go back to stuff that has been out for forty years, but like all of a sudden it's like on the scene for you. Absolutely, it's it's on my scene. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, I it's... would say, yeah, I'm not generally have never been up on like new music. So I gave up trying a while ago. So yeah, if the music I'm listening to most in 2023 is a album from the 1980s, so be it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I feel like when I uh, when I started playing the bass guitar about three years ago, that's kind of when my interest in listening to new music kind of stopped because I wanted to go back to all the greatest bass players in the last 40 years and learn and listen. And then I just also just grew to appreciate those genres of music more. And so like, I'm, I'm just listening to people that are in their sexy 60s and seventies and eighties now, instead of like the super mega big hit stars, like, you know, we had Taylor Swift on the arrows tour. I couldn't, I've never heard a single song on the album that she's touring with right now. Like I have, I just have no, no awareness of like what Taylor's been up to. Well, I'm going to blow your mind because she's touring with more than one album. See, see, that's how little I know right there. She's, yeah. she's double. She's doubling up. Okay. It's like, I think like four or five, it's all of her eras, quote unquote. I feel, I feel shame at the little I, knowledge that I have. I don't think so. I think it's okay for like some people in the world to not know everything about Taylor Swift. I think that's totally fine. Yeah, that's true. It is pretty impressive and like immaculate what she's created and what she's done from like a number standpoint. It's kind of crazy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't think we'd get on to Taylor Swift, but yeah, no. I like don't get her music. It's not for me at all, but yeah. like clearly it must be working. And also like a lot of artists that I love, love her music. So it's like, all right. Yeah. Like she's absolutely, she's kind of like a cultural icon in some ways. Cause she's like selling out these big, like she's selling out soldier field in Chicago right. and all these massive places and setting records. It's very cool. I don't want to steal the spotlight from eighties Dylan here. Or yeah, you. that's right. Yeah. Sorry, Taylor, but get that frick out of here. So one thing you said that it gets you hyped up uh -huh. for just being silly and goofing off. But then you also said the same thing for acid rap. That's so true. So how are those two experiences different? And obviously one is is a young black man and one of them is an old white man from Minnesota. But like, <laughs> what else What else you got on that front? Yeah, I guess um, acid rap feels like a more social activity. Like, a, a, like I think of it with friends and neighborhood bully just feels like a me thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like so you're just like getting pissy by yourself and like kicking rocks in the desert. <laughs> yeah, I literally, Benny, like in the desert kicking rocks, like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm I'm me. <laughs> like my name's yeah. Nick. <laughs> yeah, like I that is absolutely right. That's it. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, it's funny. Like it is definitely listening to that album has definitely like coincided with like a confidence boost in my life. I do not think that they correlate. Mm. But they, I think I just got into that music at the same time. But yeah, there's something about that whole album that's just like really hits for me and i have listened to it hundreds of times but like i said horrible at remembering lyrics so i can't tell you like what the through lines are except that he's like doesn't like capitalism and feels misunderstood and like i mess with that 
I was gonna say I'm in the same boat, man. <laughs> yeah. So there, I guess that answers that question. Yeah. Like those are two big things that can very easily draw people together. Like people can start off with some with some sort of a friend friendship based off those two things. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And the first track on the album is called Joker Man. Mm. And I feel like, you know, I'm a bit of a Joker man. We can all be a Joker man sometimes. We yeah, we can. I mean, that's that's how we know each other is because we are we were Joker, Joker men. men. So maybe that'll be coming after unprovoked yearning. Unprovoked yearning and then Joker people. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Are, you, are we are we thinking two separate productions or act one and act two of the same? I defer to you, man. I'm just hoping to get a part. Yeah, that's a good point. I shouldn't be taking advice from the talent. Oh, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. What about Jacob? You listen to any of his son stuff? Jacob Dylan and the Promise of the Real? No. Mm. <laughs> I don't. I, I feel like uh, in Austin, there's like definitely a, a set of people who are really into that yeah. music, but I'm not one of those people. Yeah. But yeah, I, there's something about that album and just like feeling reckless and silly in the desert, uh, drinking light beer feeling like you're getting away from it all yeah i feel like as i get older like all those cliches are very true like now i'm a 30 year old man who like likes to go camping alone and like uh listen to bob dylan and drink beer and cook steak yeah and like it's just something evolutionary in my body like there's no rational reason why i like that yeah but it happens yeah well i think i mean it's growing into yourself as one and like figuring out more of what you like and who you are and then, um, I, I mean, going back to not feeling understood, sometimes it's nice to be by yourself and listen to really good music because you feel like you're not being understood by the people around you. So it's kind of like, I need this break to kind of like get my mind right with this good music because I'm not being understood by these people that are close to me. Right. Yeah. And I definitely, you saying that reminds me of a time when I was out there with some friends on Thanksgiving. And I made everyone listen to the whole album twice in a row. Whoa. So uh, apologies to those people. Uh, but yeah, talk about feeling misunderstood. I was the only one who wanted to do that. Could you believe that? I, I cannot believe that. Yeah. One bit. I know. Pretty How dare they? They're, yeah. they're crazy. Yeah. I, maybe it's the other way around. But Yeah. I mean, well, we have, we have to consider it because only Siths deal in absolutes. So yeah man we're hitting star wars we're hitting it all yeah you know we gotta sprinkle it in because the force the force is all around us so it's not like we have a choice preach well tracy chance and bob if you could sum up a little bit about these three what would you say boy not not in my mind a lot of through lines with these three artists i think i mean this was just a really fun exercise in general thanks for having me on and i think Obviously, there were like a lot of other th songs I thought about, but these three, I just had like very clear memories in my mind. And honestly, they all involve driving pretty much. So I think like that's probably when I listen to music the most is like cruising around in a car, listening to all three of these artists. So they might not have very much in common, but that's definitely where I probably get in my feelings most listening to music. And is it is that still true to this day, do you think, where when, sure. when, when you're alone or even with with your partner? actually i guess i'll back up do you do you get into that vulnerable emotional state um with other people in the car now or is it something that you kind of like reserve or naturally trend to by yourself i think it's more that's uh for myself that's for me private yeah. time yeah 
one yeah me time right yeah i feel like that's a good release it's just like listen to music in the car drive around yeah it is it is it's there's a lot of decompression and especially dealing with that damn austin traffic you can don't get me started don't get me started Everyone who complains about Austin traffic, like, have they ever been to New York City? That's, I just want right. to say. Or I'm Los just, Angeles. I'm sorry. Or Los Angeles. Like, Los it Ange- could be worse. Yeah. From from my understanding, I've, I mean, I've been to LA a few times. I haven't been to New York since I was like 14. It was for like a school trip. But from my understanding, LA is very spread out. It's a sprawl. So you have to be able to use a car. Whereas, you know, New York City, they seem seemingly kick ass at public transit. That's what I've heard. I've heard the Ed trains there. Yeah, they and they have buses as well. Wow, they really do have it all. City that never sleeps, huh? The Big Apple, Big Apple. Time to take a bite. Mama yeah, Mia. you think when that when that uh, moniker hit, do you think they were thinking about whether the apple would stay ripe or not? That's a or great is- question. I mean, what kind of apple is it? You know. Uh, well, I mean, when I when I hear Big Apple, I think like a pretty like a green delicious apple. I think a very green apple. No kidding. I what think of it like a Macintosh. Ooh, sm- those, s- those are good. They're small and they're soft and juicy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We'll never know. There's no yeah. way to check. Yeah, it's not like we can ask anybody. There's nobody to ask. There's no experts on New York. That's right. Yeah. Not a single it's one. It's too yeah. bad. It's a shame. Well, real missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of opportunity, Nick, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to have you on. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> to have you on for this conversation. First and foremost, it's just cool to hang out and catch up since I've now moved away from Austin. But secondly, it's, yeah, it's just fun to have you on. And when we first started talking about this, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm curious about what this dude is listening to. And I'm curious about what kind of memories he has. With music, with music, because everybody has deep, deeply rooted memories with music. So I was just like, I was very curious about you, and that's how we got here. It's it's been an honor. I can't imagine anybody wanting to listen to me talk about music for more than two minutes, but I was I had a joy, I had a blast doing it. Me too, me too. The very last thing that I always like to do for other people is kind of give them an opportunity for a plug. So. Is there anything that you're currently excited about? And this is music adjacent or not. Anything that you're currently excited about or any words of wisdom that you want to share? Anything to plug? I don't know if you guys have heard about this Barbie movie, but it was great. Mm. I highly recommend it. Also Oppenheimer. Uh, Not a lot of news coming out about those two, but I would definitely try to take a look if you can get to the theater. Sure. Um, Otherwise, stay tuned for uh, my second uh, directorial uh, project, uh, Justice the Movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a documentary about a young lawyer who's uh, taken on the case of a man who's clearly guilty. Um, and he, the lawyer's convinced he's not. So still in post-production on that, but should be coming out next year. So very excited. Amazing. Amazing. And where, when, um, I will definitely get this information from you later when it does get uh dropped as the kids say um on the interwebs where would anybody find this is this going to be streaming somewhere is this where can we find this have you heard of the oscars um yeah a couple of times yeah Yeah, Yeah. you'll find it there okay just find it there best picture yeah probably 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 yeah probably all how many categories are there i'd have to check my legal team but um there's a there's a handful there's probably at least a dozen yeah, I would, TV. I would look for us there for sure. 
Okay. Which is usually in the fall, I think, right? Or is it, no, it's in the winter. It's in the, I think it's like February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It's cool. So the Oscars. Well, yeah, I'll see you in Hollywood, I guess. I'll let, yeah, I'll be sitting in between Tracy and Chance and, and Bob's spirit. That would, Bob is alive. Oh, shit. He is? Yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> now we're at risk. Now we're at risk. <laughs> now we're at risk that's funny <laughs> that was good yeah he's that's, definitely alive yeah so i i think the reason why i didn't think he was alive is because i saw that jacob dylan his son was doing some sort of documentary about his dad and it just seemed so posthumously done it's yeah it seemed, yeah well you have me checking now and yeah he is definitely alive okay okay i'm sorry to all of you out there that are big bob fans and also to robert himself Old Robert Zimmerman, he'll forgive you. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, again, I want to thank you, Nick, for allowing me to hijack part of your Sunday afternoon. This was great to catch up and hang, and I appreciate you a ton. Right back at you, Benny.